no, there are so many things happening under the surface with our band that I wish people could know, you know, but it's like, no. And it's everything we do ourselves, you know, and that's the other thing I'm so proud of. Yeah. Um, everything that we have, it's like, we've just worked really hard to, to make it happen. And yeah. You're listening to Having a Chat, the show where we take interesting people with interesting tastes in music and talk to them about the music that they love. I'm Alex Spears, and this week on the show, we are chatting with Strange Breed frontwoman Nicole Dupas. Strange Breed are a four-piece, all-queer, all-female punk rock band based out of Vancouver, BC. And like many of the past guests on this show, they are loud, hard-hitting, and unapologetically themselves. So we're very excited to have Nicole with us to chat about some music. This is Having a Chat. Before we get started with this week's episode, just a brief content warning. This episode does deal with themes of sexual assault and sexual violence. Uh, And for that reason, I am putting a bunch of resources, including helplines in the episode description if you are listening to this as a podcast. If you are listening to it live over CJRU, Ryerson University has a number of support networks that are available to you, one of which is a distress line, which can be reached at 416 408 Four three five seven. Once again, that's four one six four zero eight four three five seven. Zach. Um. Alrighty. Well, Nicole, thank you very much for for taking the time to chat with us. Thanks for wanting to chat with me. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. We're super stoked. Um. So the the way the show works, um, is we kick off with one of your tunes, we end with one of your tunes, and in the middle we talk about some songs that you pick for us. But we're gonna kick things off with your latest single, Reputation. And you know, I, I've heard it described in sort of music press as an anthem for survivors of sexual assault, and yeah. the lyrics. And sort of seemingly like, you know, the press surrounding it, like the the little trailers that you put out um, mm-hmm. seem to be really, really blunt about that, which is something that I think is missing. Um, yeah. But to the extent that it's an anthem for survivors, I, I guess what's what's the most important message that you want survivors of sexual assault to hear in that song? I guess it's just the it, it's kind of a tired adage in a way but it's the you're not alone you know I mean sometimes it's so easy to forget um in in the times where you're feeling like you know this is if it's weighing particularly heavy on you or you're feeling confused or like gaslighted by a situation or something and it's just like it's just easy to feel like I I did this to myself or, you know, just like horrible things that aren't true. And it's just kind of important in those moments to step back and be like, yeah, I'm not alone. There's a community of people that understand these complicated emotions that I'm going through and we can, we can combat this together. And by talking about it, um, not only combating it, but sort of raising those, those alarms to abusers to be like, you know what, like, we see you and we're all watching you, you know, think before you act, because honestly, as blunt as it was to kind of use lyrics, like, you know, your head on a silver platter, but it's kind of like, yeah, that's (laughs) sort of the way at this point, it feels like the world is ending. Mm -hmm. And we're just like, what do we have to lose? You're going to, you're going to decide what happens to someone's body, which is the most like sinister and awful thing that, someone can do to somebody else then I might consider that myself you know (laughs) well and it almost seems kind of like a like a shot across the bow like a warning shot just like you know we see you as you said I mean and and of course we're not doing any um decapitations anytime soon but it's just kind (laughs) of like it's just kind of like there are you know people getting um totally doxxed online or outed online and then they're they're now they're vulnerable, you know, right. and that's, that's what we want to see more of. So that's mm-hmm. kind of our very blunt metaphor for that, I guess. Right. I mean, and it's interesting yeah. to me because I, I you know, I, the bluntness of it 
is something that I really, really liked. And it because part in part because it's something and, and maybe I'm listening to the wrong bands, but it, it, it's something that I haven't seen all that much of. So why why was it why was the bluntness important to you? You know, why not sort of bury it in colloquial colloquial metaphors, um, you know, and sort of leave it up to the interpretation of the listener? Why was the bluntness so important? Um that that is a good question. I don't think it was ever um, a, a conscious decision when right. you're writing it. You know, I think like there have been very few moments like that in our writing processes that have been like super self-aware of like what we were doing. You know, right. I don't know. It's just kind of like, um, I mean, I I am the primary writer of the group, so I started the song. Um, but we mostly put this one together ourselves. I kind of had like the the main guitar riff. I had the skeleton of the lyrics and we knew which direction it was going. Mm-hmm. But even when we sat down, there wasn't this talk of like, hey, what if we just said these really blunt, like kind of scary, disturbing right. things? It's like, um, I think it just felt cathartic to us to do yeah. it, you know, and kind of tongue in cheek in a way like like for example those videos that we ended up making to um advertise it you know um and even in the music video itself there's um moments that are very like tense and kind of disturbing but then there's this like really obviously fake head on a silver platter yeah that kind of is the the like catharsis in it of like the uh what what's it called the um like the, that moment of humor that kind of yeah, just like of releases things a little bit, right? And it's like, uh, but at the same time, you still feel like, yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know. So we just don't want to shy away from anything that's uncomfortable to talk about. Yeah. And we know that going into the writing process. But um, at the same time, uh, choosing lyrics is just kind of what feels good.
anyway, so um, we're gonna get into your song picks now. Um, uh, cool. the, fir- the first one is a uh, an East Coast punk rock band like a motorcycle with punk two. Uh, just straight up question: What do you like about this song? Um, I mean, I loved punk one, okay. <laughs> so I like punk two. <laughs> I think uh, like a motorcycle is awesome. Um, just their music. I feel like they're one of the only other bands in Canada that sounds kind of like us too. Right. So. We had talked at one point, they were coming to Vancouver to record and we were trying to connect to do a show and it never happened. And I was really heartbroken. So um, if, if they hear this, let's please play a show in the future when we can, um, when things go back to normal. I really love your guys' music and I think you're awesome. And yeah. Yeah, cool. Well, I mean, I, and I, there, there really is something to be said for like the sort of the cross country camaraderie that exists with like, you know, playing similar types of music. Yeah, because it can be hard to find, you know? Yeah, totally, totally. Um, all right, so we're going to get into perhaps one of my, like, I mean, definitely in my top 10 favorite albums of the year, uh, a band that we have had on the show before, the OBGMs, with mm. uh, with a track from their new album. Um, the OBGMs, a group that I think, like you, are very unapologetically themselves. Uh, oh, yeah. I'd some- say even, like, more so, but, like, in the best way. Yeah. You know, like, I absolutely love the rants and raves they go on all the time. Yeah. It, it's just like, so yeah. Like why aren't people, more people saying these things? Mm-hmm. And as, a, as another band in the industry that has, you know, like as a all female, all queer band, that's like playing alternative rock. Like when people look at us, they might not expect that we play that music. And I feel like they move through the industry in a really similar yeah. way, you know? So where if someone just looked at an image of them, they might not expect their music to sound like that. Yeah. And it's so stupid, like yeah. that we have to move through the world like this. So 
um, we have the utmost respect and like they're another band that we've talked to being like one day we're gonna play together and it's gonna be so great and I I look up to them so much um, yeah they're just so cool yeah, yeah. well I mean and, and that th- album is that album is perfection yeah it's crazy I mean it, um Den sent me uh, a link to it like you know mm-hmm. a few months before it was released and and I had like I had th- I bought this like big inflatable pool like one of those ones that you get at like Walmart and and just had friends out in the backyard just messing about in the pool and and that that album was on repeat for us it's just like oh, it's perfection it really is that's perfection. so great and that's like yeah the, exactly the soundtrack for almost anything for like I know he's mentioned it's like this album is full of threats and it and it yeah. really is you know and it's like so it can be sort of your your um your album for like activism and for seeking change in the world but it can also just be like I'm having a party with my friends yeah. and this feels so good yeah. you know the versatility and of it is wild it's great I know it's it's uh, definitely really unique um and I think that their attitude about everything is is admirable and just yeah. yeah I think they're the coolest yeah so I mean I, I want to explore something that you touched on a little bit which is this idea of you know being put in a box because of the way that you appear on the surface so um, mm-hmm. it, it's interesting I mean this is something that you know the OBGMs have have really ranted about is that the constant comparisons to bad brains um, yeah. even though they sound nothing like bad brains <laughs> And you know, we 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 had this this great Afro-Cuban duo on the show um, who were saying, you know, like th- they always get put in the box of like world music, whatever that means. Um, mm-hmm. So, what do you think? I guess is, is like the biggest misconception that you that your band faces. Uh, I don't know that we're gonna suck. Right. <laughs> no, like I. In terms of like comparisons, I really don't know what people think we're going to sound like when they look at us. Because, I mean, we do have the, the you know, one of our privileges. We are all white women. Right. Um, and so there isn't that kind of underlying like, oh, we expect you to have world to right, whatever right, right. that means. Right. Um, or anything like that. There isn't kind of those really blunt kind of assumptions. So some people, the way we dress, they might expect us to sound like punk or like be like a oh they're gonna cover um bikini kill or whatever right. which we have done in the past <laughs> like you know what i mean like they that so they might assume those things or they might assume that we're just one of those sort of really west coasty surf punk kind of bands or mm-hmm. i like i don't know but um but all the time at shows it was always like i didn't expect you to to sound good like literally we've heard right. that it's like wow um you know Megan our drummer always gets wow you you're a really heavy hitter like (laughs) I didn't expect you to play like that I didn't expect like okay or one time there was a guy actually from another band that we played with that was like uh oh yeah you guys you guys were awesome like I I wasn't expecting that and I I just kind of had reached my end you know and I was just like oh what were you expecting (laughs) and he was like when you put people on the spot like that, they're just yeah. like, oh, oh, well, you know, I mean, you must get that all the time. And I'm right, like, right, right. no, I'm just genuinely curious. And he just like had nothing to say. Right. So it was just, it's just weird. Like, I think they just expect us to be kind of lame, but yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. stupid. So like, what does that do to like your, your confidence or your attitude as a band? Um. I'd say that mostly it just like fuels the fire right? Um, to, to get better. That's what keep, I was like, hoping you'd say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it kind of just makes me want to stay in and like, no. <laughs> no, I've been doing this my entire life. You yeah. know, I started playing guitar. My dad taught me when I was like 10. Yeah. And I wanted to be in a rock band yeah. right away, you know, and it took me a long time. I've been in some other bands like when I was younger and it just took me until now to find the right people, yeah. you know, but back um, in the days I, of Nikki Hart, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> that was your, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> you really look into things. Well, I was, I was waiting for a moment to just to kind of throw that at you. Just, just to <laughs> 
pictures with the hair and yeah. the you've yeah. seen all that. Oh yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I do my research. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm all sweaty. Oh God. Um yes, back in the days of Nikki Hart. Exactly. And uh those were those were some good days. You know, yeah. I was in a local paper, man, yeah. in Delta, Delta yeah. BC, which you've probably never heard of in your life. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Rock and roll. Um yeah. So that's the thing. Like I've always, always wanted to to do this and so as a result I've learned a lot like from a young age and um, I have family in the industry and stuff so it's just kind of like yeah I went to music school I'm a music school dropout so (laughs) so you know I was very committed to just always learning more and and the others too have been musicians for a really long time and so it's just it's just kind of unfortunate that people don't assume that um about us they they would just kind of assume like, oh, maybe we just picked up our instruments last week and we're just, you know, yeah. it's like, no, there are so many things happening under the surface with our band that I wish people could know, you yeah. know, but it's like, no, and it's everything we do ourselves, yeah. you know, and that's the other thing I'm so proud of. Yeah. Um, everything that we have, it's like, we've just worked really hard to, to make it happen. And- yeah. Right, so next we're going to get into uh, War on Women, White Lies. Um, if I'm not mistaken, a, a song about police brutality. Um, what do you like about this tune? I mean, well, War on Women is one of my favorite bands. Uh, so they're just like, I mean, every single song, I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> like, I don't really know. But I, I think, again, this album came out at such a crucial time, mm-hmm. um, Wonderful Hell, because it's just like, it's so classic war on women, but it's just so obviously about like the Trump administration and all this crap that's been happening yeah. over the last however long. And it's just like so important. It came out right around the time where everybody was out at the polls. Yeah. And I was just like so fired up when I listened to it. And and they just always sing about important issues. And yeah. they're probably one of the bands that is the most when we're talking about being blunt, right? The yeah. most blunt about everything. Yeah. Um, so th- we take a lot of inspiration from that for sure. Yeah. Um, so when I heard this song in particular, I mean, obviously the message is an important one to talk about. Um, melodically, I thought it was really interesting as well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Shauna's voice is just, um, 
like painful to listen to in some right. ways, like in a, in a good way. Yeah. Like it's, it's just so, it just cuts through everything and really makes you listen. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's just the best. Yeah. Too easy. <laughs> Love it. Um, all right, so Ushitala, Don't Heavy On. Um, a bit of a departure from the other tunes that you picked. Um, totally. What do you like about this one? So Ushi's someone that I've worked with a bit recently. Um, an artist that I think is just so unique. Um, right. uh, they call themselves like like witch hop. Um, nice. So it's really witchy, kind of spooky sounding. Um, they do everything themselves, like live. Um, it's just kind of sampling and looping, you know, right. sort of very on trend with like a lot of things you see online, but like uh, they can just, just whip all this stuff out live and it's just like creates an experience. Right. right. Um, and so I, I have a sort of side business where I do some like grant writing and things like that for artists. And so I, I came across their music cause I was working with them on that. Right. And uh, I just thought it was the coolest, the, particularly the music video for that song just had yeah. me like taken. I was just like, wow, it's so, it's so eerie and you just don't like you're kind of in this completely other world. So I do spooky. have like a 
Exactly. And I love spooky things. Yeah. And <laughs> I just thought that, I don't know, I just think they're an artist that people need to pay attention to because yeah. um, uh, they just released their sort of debut album. Right. Uh, Between the Veil. And uh, it's it's very cool. It's very different and unique and not like anything I've heard. Yeah. Um, so I really I just really wanted to put them in there because I think uh, people should take note. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because, you know, what I usually do and just sort of, you know, I have I have my notes next to me and, and I will and I will usually write down the, you know, the genre of the artist just as like a reference point. And I really had a hard time. Uh, like I, I wrote down trippy hip hop electro, um, Pretty much. whatever that means, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think even, even when I asked them like, uh, for genre and stuff like that, um, it was a very long list. It was like right. witch hop, um, ambient electron, like it was very long. And I was like, yeah. yeah, it's all of those things. That's the thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and the imagery in their videos is it really, you, when you see that, you're like, yeah, I get it. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, doing really cool things. Um, and again, just like having that like queer non-binary representation in music, um, so important in all yeah, genres. So yeah. 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 Change. 
So we're going to get into Sleater Kenny now with Get Up. Um, I heard an interview that you did where you sort of, you gave sort of bands like Bikini Kill and Sleater Kenny credit for sort of a big shift in, I think, your musical outlook, um, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to sort of, you know, forming an all-girl band. Um, So I was wondering if you might, uh, you know, shed some light on that uh, for us. Definitely. I mean, like, when I was maybe like 13 is sort of when I first heard Bikini Kill. And I think that's a great age to discover music like that. Right. Um, I was kind of coming out of the like, I was listening to like Avril Lavigne and like Simple Plan, <laughs> like, you know, bands like that. Oh yeah. And uh, Good Times. And then um, I went into high school and I met a friend who had like cooler music taste than me. And she had Bikini Kill on there. And I was like, this is, like, sounds bad, but I like it. Like, I didn't, because the production was obviously, like, nothing I'd ever heard. I was so used to this, like, polished, commercial, radio-friendly stuff. So I was like, okay. And she's saying a lot of things that make me feel kind of weird. And I don't know how I feel about this. And then just over time, I just realized like how badass it was, you know? And so it really did lead kind of into the departure of like discovering um, heavier sounds in music too, and more political music, um, which, yeah, obviously it just kind of drove my, uh, as I got older, I I was in bands with with guys and stuff like that. And I just found that, you know, they never really, fully heard my ideas it was kind of like right. oh yeah, yeah yeah but like you're the singer you know so like write yeah. the words sing you know yeah. like great um and that was all fine and dandy but eventually my brain kind of came back around to those right. bands and I was just like there's something so so special about that idea of like the sisterhood like um totally. and that's of course like trans inclusive and everything too but just I wanted that right. so bad um and so eventually yeah like I when it came to strange breed I posted a very specific ad on Craigslist with which Tara still makes fun of me for because um she was the only person that responded to it right wow (laughs) so it could have gone really badly like it could have been just like uh so oh the other thing she didn't even respond on Craigslist she somehow found me on Facebook right 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 and then responded that way which was weird but um a weird Craigslist success story I suppose totally because like yeah those situations sometimes work out for a bit but a lot of the time they just don't but she's like family you know like it was sort of this instant thing and I was just like cool and yeah immediately kind of tapped into that 13 year old version of myself (laughs) those bands and um I didn't discover 
Leader Kinney until much later. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh my God. Um, yeah. <laughs> like huge, huge influence for me. Um, this song, Get Up in particular, is my favorite. Um, yeah. I don't I, I don't really know why. It's just something about the riff is just so weird. And I love the spoken word kind of mm-hmm. element over top. Um and the lyrics and and then when when Corin starts singing in the chorus, it's just that that sort of iconic yelp, you know, yeah. like that she's got that just I don't know. Um, and we saw them uh, play when they were here la- just this last time. Right. Um, I think it was 2018 or, or no, it was last year sometime. And they played that song and I just cried and cried yeah. and I was in the front row just crying and crying and I don't know. And then we actually played um, the next day we were playing in um, the MRG groups elevate music contest, which was um, the biggest competition we've been in so far. Mm-hmm. And we obviously nailed the first round because we mm-hmm. were just so fired up from that right. show and inspired so even today, it's like, man, they're just like helping drive me through my own journey. You know, yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. Um, all right, so we are going to 
wrap up with another tune of yours, uh, C Word. And when I first saw it, as I suspect many people did, I you know, misunder- <laughs> I misunderstood what this wh- which C word you were talking about. I guess. Yeah, and I mean, knowing Strange Breed, it could have easily been that word too. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so I was kind of, you know, it, it was immediately just when I was sort of, you know, playing through Strange Breed tunes, just sort of thinking of like wh- which songs to pick for the for the front and the end. Um, it sort of jumped out at me and I was really stoked to see that, you know, the the, the C word is in fact, you know, f- for those who have not heard it yet, consent. Um, so why why was that important to, uh, to stress? Um. <laughs> Because we were just like, it's, it's, I mean, in our scenes here, like when we were going to shows and playing shows um, or going to any kind of event, it's just like, we all were just experiencing a lot of things that were just kind of like those microaggressions of people like not listening to you when you're like, no, I don't want to dance or yeah. no I don't want to whatever and, and it's just like it was just so annoying so we were all kind of fired up about like something like that at the time yeah. and this was I think the only song that we've written so far that was like a really conscious right sort of thing where we we're like we want to write a song about why consent is important but yeah. since it's it's a heavy topic in a way, we wanted to make it fun. Sort of, sort of like when you're a kid and you need to, and they teach you things through songs. Like yeah. we're like, literally some people are like children, like grown adults and yeah. we need to teach them like children. Yeah. So that's kind of how it happened. We just had fun and it was kind of a joke in the, in the jam space, but when we were playing it, but then it was just like, this is too awesome. And then, yeah. um, we played it for our producer and he was like, this is freaking great. And it just like, so it ended up on there. Cause yeah. And everybody loves it. And it was one of those fun ones to play live. Um, and, and just have all of our friends and audience just being like, that is cool. you yeah. know, and it's just like, it was so great. So um, yeah, that's, that's that one. That was kind of the, the, it, we just felt it was important because I don't know. I I haven't heard another song that's like that. Yeah. You know, I haven't. So well, and again, yeah, since, but yeah, yeah. Like with again with the like the bluntness. Like it it, it was that like when I was listening to it, I was like, oh oh okay. Yeah, like that, right? that, that's what this is. Uh, that's what we're talking about here. Um, all right. So uh, before we listen to this tune uh, and before we wrap up, I always like to give our guests a chance to plug your upcoming projects, uh, you know, where people can check you out, what people can expect to hear from you. The floor is yours. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're kind of uh, usually this is where I'd be like, hey, we're playing this show and that show yeah. and we're not playing any shows and we don't have any live streams coming up. So you won't see anything like that. But um, you please do find us on social media because we're posting all kinds of silly things on there all the time. Um, so on Instagram and Facebook, it's at Strange Breed Band. On Twitter, it's Strange Breed underscore. And we also have a TikTok, which we <laughs> are trying to figure out, but we're too old, um, which is at Strange Breed Band as well. But I think there's some pretty silly things on there. Um, and uh, follow us on YouTube as well. Please subscribe there because... Um, yeah, we have, you know, just put out the music video for Reputation and uh, we've got, we're, we've actually just wrapped in the studio on another new song. So um, you can definitely expect that uh, in the new year. Fantastic. Thanks very much to Nicole from Strange Breed for joining us this week. As always, you can find full versions of this show wherever you get your podcasts. Just look up Having a Chat. The show is produced by myself and Hillary Johnston, and all social media and marketing materials are done by Petra Walker, so don't forget to check us out on social media. And to wrap up this week's show, this is Strange Breed with the C word. Do ya, do ya, do ya, do ya.